Second uh, Peter chapter two. Second Peter chapter two, and continue our study through Second uh, Peter. And all right, as the children and helpers uh, go back, uh, that's a. Uh, we might as well go back. Second uh, Peter chapter two. Second Peter chapter two. All right, looking forward to that program. All right, and we'll read verses. 9 through 14, verses 9 through 14, say this in 2 Peter chapter 2. It says, The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and preserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. But chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government, presumptuous are they, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. <laughs> Whereas angels, which are greater in power and might, bring not railing accusations against them before the Lord. But these, as natural brute beasts, made to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of the things that they understand not, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption, and shall receive the reward of unrighteousness, as they that count it pleasure to ride in the daytime. Spots they are, and blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings while they feast with you. Verse 14, having eyes full of adultery and that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls and heart they have exercised with covetous practices, cursed children. Let's pray again. Heavenly Father, again, we come before you through the blood and name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, we just thank you for being a good and merciful and gracious God. And again, Lord, we think about these prayer requests that have mentioned, uh, Lord, many uh, physical needs, Lord, unspoken requests, and uh, also many uh, spiritual needs, financial needs. Uh, Lord, just in every area of our life, dear God, we need you and we're dependent upon you. And thank you, dear God, that we can uh, come together as a local church and pray for one another and bear one another's uh, burdens, uh, dear God. And uh, Lord, we desire to do that. And Lord, I ask you to touch, Lord, again, we think of Sonny, or we think of uh, 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 Lisa and Lynn's uh, mother, dear God, that you touch her as she's in the hospital. We pray for uh, Lisa and Lynn and the team as they're preparing to go on this mission trip. Uh, dear God, please watch over them and help them and uh, guide them as they prepare and go. Uh, Lord, we think of the children as they're back there practicing. Uh, uh, dear God, uh, that you would uh, uh, just bless their efforts and give them a good program. Lord, we think of uh, 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 Olivia and Mary Lynn that were just baptized. Thank you, uh, dear God, for uh, saving them and touching their hearts to take that step of obedience. Lord, I pray, God, your hedge would just be around these young ladies, that they would grow up, dear God, and serve you all the days of their life, Lord, as you tarry. We think of our other young people, Lord. We thank you, Lord. I think of Zach and, Lord, how well he's doing in school. And others, dear God, thank you for their desire to be good, good students. Now, help us now, Lord, as we continue to go through this epistle and, Lord, this portion of Scripture tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So uh, as we look at this portion of uh, Scripture, of course, we already know that we're living in a world uh, where uh, sinful behavior is all about us and it is being conducted uh, without uh, uh, shame. I mean, people are even, don't even blush, any, <laughs> blush anymore, do they, about anything. And so here, uh, as we see often in the Bible, Peter warns that there would be a rioting in the daytime and warnings uh, uh, about things that uh, would happen. Uh, 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 during uh, these times. 
And so uh, may the, the, the Lord, uh, uh, you know, help us to be attentive to what's uh, going on around us. You know, this stuff's n- uh, nothing new. There's always going to, uh, uh, you know, be unruliness in every generation. But of course, you know, it's going to wax uh, worse and worse. And so in, in these verses, uh, I think we sort of see uh, this thought. I wrote this down. When you, when, you, when you reject, when you reject that which is above, when you reject that which is above you, God and his authority, right? When you reject that which is above you, God and his authority, then you begin to act like that which is below you. <laughs> Think about that for a second. <laughs> when you reject that which is above you, God and his authority, you begin to act like that which is below you. In other words, animals. <laughs> and that's what these verses show us. And that's what we see going on in society, right? They reject that which is above them, God and his authority. So now they're acting like that which is below them because the animals were put under man, right? Act like animals. And, and these verses talk about that. Of course, uh, in, uh, in verse 9, which we looked at uh, partly last week, again, it says, The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation. Amen. We thank God for that. That's us. Amen that uh, we can uh, be delivered and we have a way to escape. But then he also knows how to reserve the, reserve the unjust under the day of judgment. We talked about judgment a bit last week uh, to be punished. So it talks about the unjust. Thank God we're among the just, but uh, these verses speak about the unjust. So these verses list the actions of people, the actions of people that are unjust and they are under the wrath or under the judgment of God. And that's what they have to look forward to if uh, they don't get saved. It shows the decline of man and society, right, uh, when they fail to yield to God's authorities. So I'm just going to go through some of the things mentioned in these verses. Then we'll look at them a little bit closer. It talks about those that walk after the flesh, those that follow the lust of uncleanness, those that despise government. Boy, as you go through this list, you just think of the, the headlines, right, that you've been reading in the news. Those that despise government. Those that are presumptuous. That means bold and daring in, in, in the bad sense. They're bold and daring to do evil. Boy, we see that in the news. Though. I mean, look at all these just groups of people walking into stores and just, you know, stealing things and walking out, <laughs> you know, uh, because local governments... Now, to get sidetracked and pass laws, then if you steal less than $1,000, we're not even going to mess with it. And so, I mean, you know, you, you, but the thing is, you get 20 people walking to a place and all stealing $900. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a big hit. So, I mean, just, it's just unbelievable. Self-willed. Speak evil of dignities. It says this. Here it is. As natural brute beast. There it is, Right. Reject that which is above, you start acting like that which is below. As natural brute beast, speak evil of things they don't they understand not. Again, ride in the daytime, eyes full of adultery, cannot cease from sin. And what do they do? Beguile unstable souls. They affect others. They affect others. And of course, this is just a few things, just a few things among other things that are mentioned. And of course, again, it all begins, if you go back to the uh, uh, further up in this epistle, we see that it all begins with rebelling against authority, rebelling against authority. And this is why it is so important 
parents and others that influence children. This is why it is so important to teach children at a young age, to instill them at a young age, before they're five years old, right, to respect authority, to teach children to respect authority. Because respecting authority lays a good foundation for building character in their lives. Teaching them to respect authority and be obedient to authority lays a good foundation for them in uh, building character in their lives. Because what do you see today? Today, much of society mocks authority, especially the authority of parents. I mean, schools are taking away the authority of parents. All the stuff going on with school boards is what? Taking the authority of parents. I mean, they mock parents that come in and just take a stand for their children and what's being taught to them. They go after them. So, you see, breaking down the home, the destruction of, uh, uh, of, of the home, which is you destroy the home, you destroy society because uh, the church is the, is, is the basis of uh, society. You see that even in the shows they watch, right? The, you know, the parents are always uh, stupid, especially dad, right? He, you know, well, we know moms are smarter anyways, but still, that's besides the point, right? But still, breaking down authority. And so uh, we, we, we go on here and we, 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 uh, we, we see this. It says again, verse 10, but chiefly them that walk after the flesh and the lust of uncleanness, again, despising government, and again, notice that word again, presumptuous are they, self-willed, not afraid to speak evil of dignities. And notice uh, it talks about these people and it's notice, but notice what it says about the angels there in verse 11. Whereas angels which are greater in power and might, bring not railing accusations against them before the Lord. I thought this was an interesting statement and thought concerning the angels. You know, I'm sure the angels that remain in heaven, we know some of them rebelled, we know some of them were judged, but, you know, they don't understand a rebellious spirit. All they've known, their existence, of course, their created beings, is obedience to God. And these angels report to God. Of course, angels are ministering spirits, right? Their job's to do the bidding that God gives them. But listen, uh, and so what do they do? They see these things. Now, we know God's used angels to judge places like we see in Sodom and Gomorrah. We know angels are going to use to help uh, a judge uh, during the tribulation and things. But angels aren't, don't take matters into their own hand. Even though they see something going on, Right? And even though they may report to God about something going on, if you will, but they submit to God and bring it to God and only act and respond to his, based on his direction and his guidance in their life. And so that's a, in one sense, that's, that's a good example for us because we see all these things going on around us. Especially in our country, you know, we, you know, as red-blooded Americans, you know, uh, uh, we think about how we'd like to respond sometimes. But like the angels, we should take matters to God in prayer, right? We take it to the Lord in prayer. Of course, they get to go, go to space. We take things to God in prayer and then respond as he directs us. You know, I, watch, I know watching things go on sometimes, you know, uh, especially as men, makes us want to get in people's faces sometimes. That's why I don't watch a lot of news. That's why I'm not, I, I'm not, I stay away from social media a lot and, and news a lot. Of course, I keep, you know, I catch up what's going on, but I don't listen to a lot and watch a lot because I don't want it to get into my head in that sense, even though I want to be aware of what's going on. But, you know, even if I paid attention all the time, make me want to get in somebody's uh, uh, face. But here's the thing. The Christian thing, though, 
is not to get in people's face concerning these things, even though we feel like that. I mean, if we're being honest, but our job is what? To get in God's face. That's our job as Christians is not to get in those people's face, but to get in God's face and pray for them is what we're called to do. Now, that doesn't mean we're, we're simply passive as Christians. There's a time uh, uh, to stand and deal with things as, as, as those things come. But for the most part, amen, our job is to get in God's face and pray for our nation and pray for these people. And, you know, Michael the archangel gives us a good example of that in Jude 9. It says this about Michael the archangel. It says, yet Michael the archangel in Jude 9 says, when contending with the devil... He disputed about the body of Moses. Notice this, durst not, durst not bring against him, him being the devil, a railing accusation, but said the Lord rebuked thee. In other words, he said, listen, he didn't sit there and get into a barking, even though he knew the devil, right? He knew him as Lucifer. He knew him when he was, you know, supposedly an archangel, right? But he didn't sit there and get into a big argument with him, go back and forth with him. He just said, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of the body of Moses. That's my job to watch over him. I'm going to let the Lord handle you. And that's a good way to handle these things. Listen, let the Lord handle these things because they will face their judgment. They will face their time if they continue on in that life and go against God. And so the Bible clearly teaches that. And he goes on again to say about these in verse 12, but these, notice again this statement, as natural brute beasts. Think about that. What a statement. That means people act like animals and doing everything in public without shame. How do animals do? Animals do everything in public and they don't have any shame, right? They don't have any shame about what they do in public. They, you see animals fight in public. You see them kill in public, you know, among other things, you know, hey, uh, and they don't feel bad about it. You know, you ever, you ever watch the, the videos about the, uh, uh, of the lion, right? There's all those people on a safari, and they watch that lion uh, 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 chase that zebra down and kill it and tear it apart. And uh, the lion don't feel bad about that, right? I don't think I've ever seen a lion on one of the videos when it gets, after it gets done eating half of that zebra, look up and say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't see you standing there. I, please forgive me. I, I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't know you were doing that. No, no, they don't, they don't even think nothing of it. They're animals. They just go about their business. And that's how we have people acting in society. They go about uh, their business. They don't care who sees them, who doesn't see them. They have no shame. They're just like they're just like beasts with a seared conscience out there, being controlled by self, the flesh, and the devil and the spirits of evil. Brute. That word means dull and irrational, which uh, which is how they act. Here's the thought of that: because when you reject divine revelation. And when you reject God's authority and you lean only on human reasoning, you end up abandoning any sense and logic and end up with downright, really, stupidity. And we certainly see that. We certainly see that going on uh, in our society and as they saw it in their day. You see, and what does it lead to? It leads, leads to their ignorance. Their ignorance leads them to speak evil against things that they understand not, it says in that verse. Speaking evil of things that they understand not, which, of course, is the things of God. Of course, they don't understand. They can understand it. These things are spiritually discerned, the Bible says. And it goes on to say, and what happens? They perish in their own corruption, their own corruption. 
and they're out there, their corruption, whether it's drugs, alcohol, pornography, whatever it is that the flesh craves out there. But thank God, amen, we see this and we see what a terrible and sad state that man finds him in. Well, of course, they saw it back then, but even when we bring this up to date in our generation, boy, when we see this, we say, thank God. Boy, more than ever, how many times do I stop and say, thank God for saving me? Ephesians 2, 3 says this, among whom we also had our conversation in time past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and the mind. I mean, hey, what, 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 how did I live my life for 22 years? Following the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Hey, listen, that, that could be me out there. That could be my children out there. But for the grace of God, but it says our, convert, our, our lifestyle in times past. Thank God I can look and say those times are past. Colossians 1.13 says this, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness. Thank God we're under the power of light, but that the darkness, the devil does have power and he rules and reigns in their life. And thank God he's translated us under the kingdom of his dear son. You see, these things have always gone on, but of course, usually they happen, what, in darkness. You know, I've mentioned that before. Uh, you know, it was on that side of town or people would wait till night. Because why? Because you see, people, even though they did things, they did have some sort of shame about those things, even though they knew uh, what they were doing is wrong. And so they, you know, they went to places and dark places. That's why, you know, most bars, most clubs are what? Dark. You don't see too many bright lights uh, when you go into uh, clubs or you go into uh, uh, places of the world. They usually keep it kind of dark. These things have always gone on, but usually in darkness because people knew that they were that what they were doing was shameful. And also, uh, there was a time when the government suppressed these types of things. But of course, at that time, police and authorities were allowed to do their jobs. But now it says in verse 13, and shall receive reward of unrighteousness, as they that count it pleasure to ride in the daytime. And that's certainly, again, what we're seeing today. Because why? Again, they don't care. They're like natural beasts. They're like animals. They, they, they have no shame. There's no shame anymore. There's no fear. And of course, unfortunately, in our day and age, the government supports them instead of suppressing them. It says this in Philippians 3.19. Who's talking about these same type of people whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. You see, these things they used to be ashamed of. Now they glory in these things and they boast in these things, things that they should be ashamed of. Now they boast about them. They get together, they, they brag on their evil and vileness. And that's why the Bible calls them, calls it, uses, says, says this about them. They, they are, they, they're spots, and they, spots they are, and blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings while they feast with you. That word spots means they're a stain, they're a defilement, they're a blemish, they're a disgrace. And that is what these type of people are on a society. People that run wild and do these type of things, you know what? They're, they're, they're a disgrace and they're a stain upon a decent society, a decent society. But the, it goes on to say in verse 14, having eyes full of adultery, 
and cannot cease from sin. Thank God that we've uh, that, that that that's been broken in our lives. Beguiling unstable souls and hard have they exercised with covetous practices and cursed children. Verse fourteen. This word says eyes full of adultery. You see the eyes of sinful man, right? It says full, but really the eyes of sinful man are never full, right? They continue to crave, and they're never satisfied. Sin, the craving of sin is never satisfied because there's nothing in this world that satisfies. Proverbs 27, 20 says this, Hell and destruction are never full, so the eyes of man are never satisfied. Boy, they get out there, they do all that, and the next thing they get up and they're still just as empty as they were the day before. They're still just as empty. They got to go out and find more wickedness and vileness, amen, to fulfill whatever it is in their life they're craving. You see, they continue to take it in. Enough is never enough. That is why it's hard to reason and negotiate with these people. But verse 14 says, beguiling unstable souls. But here's the sad thing. It's one thing, hey, if, if they did that and just stayed right there, but you see they're influencing society. That's the bad thing. They're influencing society and it's affecting, it affects society. Beguile means to bait, to entrap. It talks about unstable souls. And here's what it means by that. It means people that are unsettled. It means people that are not firmly fixed. In other words, they're not rooted and grounded in a solid foundation. So you see these people and the people, and that's what you say. You say, well, not everybody's doing that. And again, hey, listen, for society to be destroyed, not again, like we said before, not everybody has to be doing it. Everybody just has to, you know, not care that the other people are doing it. You know, they don't care. Hey, listen, that's their life. If they want to enjoy that sin, you know, and just support it. And so, you see, the problem is uh, maybe not everybody's uh, uh, doing that, but unfortunately, even the people that go along with it, you know what happened? They don't care. Why? Because they're, they're, they're unstable. They're not rooted and grounded, amen, in a good foundation. These people have no solid or principled foundation. It's about having a moral compass. These people have none. Unfortunately, most of society today doesn't have one. And that's why they're easily persuaded and unable to take a solid stand against these things. You see, this is our society today. We have a society today that has lost its moral compass. They have no solid foundation, amen, no moral fiber, so they're easily influenced. But here's, here's, here's the sad part, sad part, because, you know, the Bible says judgment must begin at the house of God. And as I was thinking about this, I said, yeah, they're out there influencing uh, society and society is going down. But you know what? Unfortunately, these are the people that are influencing society today. But really, you know what? That's why, why we're here. It's really the church's responsibility to influence society. That's why God left us here. God left us here because we're supposed to be the ones influencing society. But unfortunately, we, what are we seeing in society? Bold sinners, bold sinners are having more influence on society today than bold believers. Now think about that. I mean, if we're going to be honest with ourselves, what's going on in society? That society today is being influenced more by bold sinners than it is by bold believers. Just meditate on that thought for a moment. I'm going to say it one more time. Unfortunately, what's happening in society today is it's being influenced more by bold sinners 
than bold believers. Well, if you think on that thought, if we meditate on that thought, you know what that thought should do? That thought should drive us to our knees. That thought should convict us as believers that these people are having more influence on society than we as people that should be bold believers. But it goes on to say they're cursed children. That means they're rejected, they're under judgment, and they're suffering ruin. But God, you know, they're cursed. They're cursed children. But think about this. Even though they're cursed children, God in his grace bore our curse and theirs. Galatians 3.13. And we have to remember that. We, we see that in, in, our, in our flesh, if you will, as Americans. It, you know, it boils our blood, if you will. But we have to remember them, you know, hey, as bad as it is, listen, Christ died for the ungodly. Christ died for them as much as he died for us. Galatians 3.13 says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. So we see we, in here, it pictures a society of chaos. They dealt with it back then. We're dealing with it today. But God's design was not for a chaotic society, but an orderly world, an orderly society an orderly life, but unfortunately, sin has messed that up. Romans 13, 2 says this. Of course, it talks about God's authority in Romans 13. It says this, Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, that's talking about God's authority. The power is God's authorities that he set up in our life. And whoever resists the power, the authorities that God has set up in our life, resists the ordinance of God. And they that resist God's authorities shall receive to themselves damnation. That word resist means to be in opposition to, to do in battle against. And this world is in a battle against God's authorities. Romans 13, 4 says this. He is the minister of God, talking about government, to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon the him that doeth evil. That's the way a government's supposed to operate. That's the way our government is supposed to operate. Of course, it's doing the complete opposite today, but its job is to execute wrath, amen, upon evildoers. Execute wrath. That's what the government's supposed to do. But it's supposed to rectify, not pacify. But unfortunately, we see them uh, 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 not doing what they're supposed to do. But God's authorities... Of course, human government and uh, the head of the home and church leadership, these are God's authorities that he puts in our life, amen, to help us uh, be an orderly society. But, but you see, here, here's what happens. Wrong belief. You see, it all started off when they got away from God's authority and they rejected God as their head, just like it said in Romans 1, right? You know, they knew not God, but they, right? But they glorified him not as God. Because wrong belief and wrong living always go together. In the Bible, you'll see a pattern. When people start believing wrong, they start living wrong. Here's what you see. First, you see idolatry, then you see adultery. <laughs> you see idolatry, then you see adultery, right? That's what happened over there in Exodus when Moses was up on the mountain. They broke out the calf, right? Huh? They, you, saw, you saw idolatry, then what you saw next? You saw adultery. 
and other uh, wicked sins uh, going on. That's the pattern in the Word of God. So the only way uh, to get the only way uh, when you got it, when, when, when you got uh, when you got the wrong God, you're going to have the wrong life. So the only way to get the right life is to get the right God in your life. When you got the wrong God in your life, you're going to have the wrong life. The only way to get a right life is to get the right God. Amen. Uh, the Lord Jesus, uh, the Lord uh, Jesus Christ. So these things have always uh, gone on. So uh, as we, as we uh, look at these verses, they're a warning to us. And as we see them going on our, our society, we say, uh, again, it's, it's, it's easy to, to, to get mad at those doing out there. And we hate to see our country destroyed. But again, it should challenge us and say, Lord, I, when, when I look at those bold sinners out there influencing society, Lord, help that to challenge me to be a more bold believer and pray, Lord, that I would have a better influence on, 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 on those around me. So again, as we finish up, we're living in a world where sinful behavior is being conducted without shame. There's no shame. There's no fear of God before their eyes, the Bible says. We need to understand that all wickedness around us has its heart in rebellion and heart rebellion against God and against authority. We must not try to deal with the darkness in our own power, but run to the Lord and commit it all to him. Boy, when, it, when we swell up and we want to get in their face, they remember, no, I'm a Christian. I got to get in God's face, amen, and take it to him. And let us be reminded that through faith in Christ, we've been delivered out of this darkness and thank God for what he's done in our life and into his and into his uh, uh, marvelous light. And so the Bible says there's going to be times like this, just like again, this thing's nothing new. But you know what? Hey, even after these times, even though they face times like this, what do you see in history? You see times in revival after times like this. And so listen, we see this. It should, it should touch our heart as believers, but it should make us, amen, want to pray that much harder. Want to be a, want to be a, a, a more effective witness uh, that much, that much more, and then also look at these things and say, "Oh God, Amen." Uh, help me uh, to be a better influence in my children's lives, a better influence in my in my uh, grandchildren's uh, grandchildren's lives. So that Lord, if you should tarry, that at least in at least in their, gener their generation, we will know, Amen, that there are some people uh, that still respect God's authority, some people that will still be a bold witness for the Lord Jesus Christ, some people that still. Amen. Have a desire uh, to honor his name. Boy, I think about uh, 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 Olivia and Mary Lynn uh, getting baptized uh, 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 the other day. Listen, I mean, hey, even so, come Lord Jesus. But I mean, you know, uh, it, 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 you know, and thank God that they're not being influenced by what's going on in public schools. Now, thank God that they're not being influenced by what's going on in public schools at this stage in their life. But yet they have to, at this stage of life, they have to be rooted and grounded, amen, in these things. And we need to be praying for them now because, hey, you know, uh, they're not going to they're, they're be uh, under mom and daddy's uh, influence forever. Somewhere along the line, they're going to have to step out and they're going to have to learn to trust God on their own. And they're going to have to learn to be a, 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 a witness uh, on their own. And so whether they're not under that influence now, they're going to have to face those that have been influenced, uh, uh, by that, 
uh, by that in society. Amen. And if they're going to have to be able to, if they're going to be able to take a strong stand, it's going to be, amen, what's, what's put in them now and the church being a strong influence in their life now and the word of God being a strong influence in their life now that they'll be able to uh, stand against it, uh, you know, when, when they have to. Let's pray.